Hello, everybody, and welcome to Winners and Winers Radio. This is the NFL edition, and I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Rush, tall senior handicapper over winnersandwiners.com. And together we make up Winners and Winers Radio. We, uh, do our, we do our show each and every weekday, and then on the weekends, we have a little fun branch out as we do our top 25 in college, and then this show right here where we handicap each and every Sunday NFL game of the week. So, Scott, quick recap of yesterday, or excuse me, of last week. You went uh, 0-1. Um, by the nice way, defense, Belichick. By the way, we do we do every every week we give our one best favorite play, and we match up there. So you went 0-1, Scott. I went 0-1. I had the Denver-Pittsburgh under 39. My bet was closer to hitting than yours was, but still... Yep. That really doesn't matter as we each fell to two and two on the season. So, yep. There you go. That's uh, no. Are we? Are we each two and three now? We're each two and three. We're two, aren't we? We, we yeah. skipped a week when we I skipped went to a Vegas. week. That's right. When you went to Vegas, so we're two and three. Ugh. All right. Here we go. Let's uh, let's see if we can fix that. Good news, Scott. The joke I did last week about I can't I can't believe the Jaguars haven't played in London yet. Well, it's no longer relevant because they're playing this week. How about the Dolphins and Jags over there in merry old London? Is this one at Wembley? Do you know? Uh, it's still at Tottenham. Oh, it's still at Tottenham? Two in a row? Mm. Wow. Aren't the, are the Hotspurs upset about that? Uh, I don't think they are. Okay. Right. Probably a road game anyway. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. So, Dolphins three-point favorites here, Scott. The total is 47. Two is back. Back again. That's right. He and he is back to lead this offense that averages almost 16 points a game. That's mm-hmm. uh, this is some really horrific stats here. Both of these teams give up over 30 points a game, and Jacksonville averages 18 and a half. Miami 15.8. Yikes! Uh, you getting up early to watch this one, buddy? Uh, no, but I'm actually gonna have two fantasy players in this game. Oh, well, that sucks for you. Uh, uh, it is what it is. You know, Damon Williams gets COVID. And Carson's out, so I'm using Gaskin. Oh, no. It's the week after. Oh, no. Gaskin's destined for like I don't have a choice. four and a half points. I have two running backs who are out for either injury or COVID. Yeah. I said Gaskin last week, too. You and I lamented about that as he put up 40 points or whatever it was. Both of them, we both had him sitting on our bench. So, well done us. And I also got the uh, Dolphins kicker in uh, Jason's Sanders. Oh, terrific. So, Scott, this is a Jacksonville team that not only sucks on offense and defense, but they also turn the ball over quite a bit, suffering 10 turnovers on the season. Most of that, of course, is their, uh, is their new quarterback who, how's he looking for offensive rookie of the year? Uh, not great. Okay. I would say that, to put it uh, gently, the team is also poorly coached. Yep, it's not uh, it's it's not it's not an ideal situation with uh, with with Urban there in uh, in Jacksonville. So the battle of Florida, of course, is taking place in London. This is the uh, second game of the round robin series for Miami as they played Tampa Bay last week. That didn't go well as they lose by twenty eight behind uh, Jacoby Brissett. So, like you said, two is back. So there's that. That's that's terrific. And he did lead them to their only victory. Uh, somehow, what appears to be an even more miraculous victory as the weeks go on over New England, 17-16 in week one. It pretty much been not good after that. They were they were, that score in Vegas was actually the score ended up closer than that game really was. Lose by ten to Indy and then a blowout against Tampa. 
Jacksonville, on the other hand, probably even worse. So, Scott, who you got here? Miami's in a tough spot because of the injuries. I know two is coming back, but they're missing Howard, who's arguably the best corner. They're missing Devontae Parker. Preston Williams also is questionable. He might not play. So they might be down a couple of guys on the offensive side while also being down arguably their best corner. But Jacksonville's lost 20 in a row. I got to lay three with Miami, right? I think you do. I can't back a team that's lost 20 straight. I'll tell you what, if you were to do that, now that's a that's a bold call right there, buddy. If you were to step out and say, you know what, I like Jacksonville on the money line, okay, that's I'm impressed, but that's not what you're doing. Uh, not even close. Okay. I can't. Okay. I, I, Urban Meyer might be left in London after the game. You think he'll be, again, we're going to see pictures of him in the pub with well, some, with some, with some lasses. Him. Yeah, like instead of firing him, they'll just leave him through international waters, and then they'll just coach without him. They still, are they still lock people in the Tower of London. Maybe that's a good place uh, for they, him. They might. I don't know. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm stepping out. I'm not going to quite make the call on Jacksonville. I don't have that much confidence. You know what? I'm doing it. I'm doing it, buddy. If okay. if, if ever there was a game where they have an opportunity to pick up that elusive W, it's this one. I'm playing the Jags on the money line. What does that pay? Like plus 700? Uh, should be. But unfortunately <laughs> for you, it pays out at around plus 140. I was going to say 140, 145. You know, I'll take them. Give me, give me dim Jags. I'll watch, watch them lose by two because I'm, I'm trying to be fancy and stick the landing. It eh, happens. It does. All right. As far as the 47 goes, I'm... No interest. In- I, I think it's got to be over pass. I know it's tough to go to an over with the Dolphins offense, but with Howard being out, especially these defenses just aren't very good. Yeah, I I agree with that, but I just don't know where the points are coming from. I just these offenses are just horrific. So I'm going to go the other way completely from you in this game and uh, take the under there. Okay. All right, we're off to a we're off to a start, bud. As you and I disagree on both sides of that one. Yep. How about some Texans and Colts? Pew pew pew. Forty three and a half. Look at the numbers here, bud. Forty three and a half. Forty seven. We got a forty four coming up. What year is this anyway? Texans acquitted themselves pretty pretty well against New England last week. Belichick was able to pull his. Magic out of his hat and defeat the rookie, of course, but uh, took New England everything uh, they had and a little bit of uh, help from the Texans in that one. Now they're laying that. Uh, now they're uh, taking 10 from the Colts? No, no. The Colts burned us last week or burned me last week. I was on the right side of that one. Um, yeah, I'm still not convinced. Give me the Texans plus 10. I'm looking at 10 and a half. I'll take the 10 and a half with Houston. All right. Uh, it's the, it's a division game. Houston offensively actually had decent quarterback play from Mills, so maybe he actually turned a corner. Indianapolis's pass defense, once again, gave up 440-plus passing yards to Lamar Jackson. And they're also playing on a short week because they played on Monday. I like the spot for Houston. I think Indy wins, but I think it'll be by a touchdown. Okay. I've got the over there. I just I think that number is just a little bit too low. I, I think these it's teams in a, will have It's in a success. dome. I got I got I got to like the over as well. Okay, all right, very good. The pack the pack is back. Uh, Packers against the Bears up there at Soldier Field. Packers minus six road favorite forty four forty four is the number there, Scott. 
That's a that's a pretty low number. What uh, what say you? Well, I was right about the the uh, Bears last week. I randomly just took a flyer on them beating Las Vegas, and that some reason worked out very easily. But I like Green Bay here. I don't think Chicago's very good. You're looking at the overall team. Fields can't throw. He had 111 passing yards in the last game against the Raiders. They want to run the ball. That was a massive improvement, though. Yeah, the issue that you run into is that this team wants to run the ball with their quarterback, Mm -hmm. but their new starting running back has COVID, so they have Khalil Herbert, and that's basically it. So I question the depth. The defense, of course, is solid, but we know Rodgers will always find a way against the Chicago team to score at least a couple of touchdowns. I don't feel that confident in fields. I'll take the Packers winning by at least seven. Yeah, this Packers team, after that opening day loss to New Orleans, when Rodgers apparently told them once again to R-E-L-A-X, everything has been hunky as well as Dory as they've won and covered four straight. I see no legitimate chance that the Bears have, even though the Bears have won and covered three of their last four. Not exactly a rogues gallery there as they've snuck past Cincinnati, Detroit, and Vegas. Uh, again, remind folks, Scott, against Cleveland, how many yards passing did Fields have? Uh, the whole team had numero uno. One. I believe well, he had like 60-something passing yards. Yeah, but, but, but then he, he, I think he was sacked seven times. Yeah, something like that. So one net passing yard against Cleveland. Again, he put up 109 last week after 185 at Detroit. I, I got, no, no, that's just that's just not going to work. You've got You've got to be able to throw the ball confidently. Uh, to keep up with Green Bay. That's not going to happen. If you can't run and you can't throw, uh, I'm not really sure how this is going to work out for him. Oh, yeah, I am. Not well. Give me the Bears minus six, or give me, give me Green Bay minus six. As far as the total goes, 44. I have to like the under, because we both made the argument the Bears are not going to have a fun time scoring. Yeah, no, it could be. It could, it could easily be 35-3, and, and you still cash this ticket. It could. I'm looking at something like... 24 27 10 or 13 yeah honestly i'm i would i'm gonna look into alternative uh spreads in that game i think you could i think there's a decent chance green bay wins this game by at least 13 points i think it's a great spot for a teaser too uh even a single game teaser you go uh pack packers pick them uh under 50 i think that's mm-hmm. i think that's a winner all day as well the kansas city football chiefs scott traveling to our nation's capital Chiefs are a six and a half point favorite over the football team, and fifty four and a half is your total. Man, this is a bad Washington football team. But don't look now, Scott. The Chiefs—they uh, haven't covered for a long time, and now they aren't winning either. Anything going to change this weekend? Well, the game's going to be in Washington. My question for you is that if it's a home game for Washington, mm-hmm. but the fans are about seventy percent Chiefs fans. Does it count as home field advantage? Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're gonna have seventy percent Chiefs fans out there. Um, fun fact: Washington, bottom two attendance team in the league. Just not. Fun fact. Haven't quite caught the fever yet, huh? Not quite. So I do think Kansas City travels well, which you would agree with. I think they'll have a decent amount of fans in attendance. But I'm looking at this game. Do I really want to lay seven with Kansas City? I do see one six and a half, which is tempting. Uh, I love the over. In this game, yep. I know that it's supposed to be a little bit windy, but I just at the end of the day think that both defenses are atrocious. Bunch of big plays. Heineke's good enough 
to torch this defense, especially if Jalen Hurts could for about 30-something points. I'll take the over. I think you're going to end up seeing a very high-scoring game here. You? Um, yeah, I've got the over as well. I see mainly six and a halfs. I see one seven offshore, uh, a couple offshore, but I'm going to go with the over, you know? Yeah. I've got, I've got the over there as far as the points go. So I'm, I'm going to take the points. I'm, I'm going to take the football team with the points. Kansas city two and two and 15 against the number last 17. Is Washington better than Philly? No, no, no not, not, no, not with their defense underperforming. I got, I'm going to take the chiefs. Okay. All right. That's bold right there, buddy. Yes. Yes, it is. Take the Chiefs. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Washington with the six and a half. Watch it land seven, man. I really want to wait to hear the status of Tyreek Hill, though, which of course cannot be understated because he's so damn good. Overstated, yeah. Can't be under or overstated. Got to just mention it. Yeah, as uh, is he is he going to play? Have there been any updates, or are he still questionable? I haven't seen anything. I haven't seen anything from Chiefs Twitter today that's that's come across that indicates. You know, it worries me because it's one of those late in the week things, mm-hmm. and that's that's never good, or it's oftentimes not good. I might re- have to shoot him up with like a horse tranquilizer before the game. <sighs> Why the long face, Tyreek? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Either way, I'm I'm mainly on the over here, and yeah, uh, I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back the trend, Scott. The, the Chiefs. You look at it, and you go, well, I don't know how they don't cover this game, and then they go out there and they don't. They've just they're playing terrible football right now. That's how they don't do it. So, yep, pretty much. Vikings and the Panthers. Uh, this game is going to be at Charlotte. Vikings two and a half point road favorites over the Panthers. Forty six is your number. <sighs> Scott McCaffrey out again. McCaffrey's out still, or again, however you want to put it. Uh, is Dalvin going to be back? Yeah, he's probable. Okay. I don't know why my injury stuff on my grid won't come up here. I'm having some kind of issue. Anywho. For this, even if Cook was out, Madison's done a great job filling in. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. I don't he's it's it, you know, it's not it's not hunt and chubb, but it's a decent one two combination. I think it's an underrated one two combination. I'll I'll go along with you there. Which, which Panthers team is going to show up, or what is this Panthers team really about, Scott? Are they the team we saw earlier in the season where they played the lockdown defense, or is that starting to catch up with them a little bit here lately, and uh, are they getting exposed? Well, they've had injuries. They're missing Horn, who's one of the best corners. Of course, McCaffrey helps them control the time of possession. With all that being said, I'm taking Carolina on the money line. Uh, you know that every show I try to give out one or two underdogs I like on the money line. Minnesota, the last couple weeks offensively, has been an absolute mess. I mean, just going through the actual results here, they scored seven points against Cleveland, which gave up about 47 to Los Angeles. And they scored 19 against Detroit. Not ideal. Also, I, I just have serious questions about Kirk Cousins, especially with a pass rush. I think he's going to struggle. I don't understand what happened with this offense that averaged 29 points a game for their first three games. It just it just broke. I, I can't back Minnesota if I actually think Carolina's defense is going to have something for him. No, you, no, not 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 scoring seven against Cleveland, which I guess you can almost excuse that. I mean, seven is a horrific performance, but you go well. Cleveland's got a hell of a defense, but 19 against Detroit, I find that even more troubling. Yeah, I agree. That's that's definitely trending in the wrong way for me. 
And there was also that three-play uh, drive, which led to 50-something-yard field goal at the buzzer. So they basically had 16 points for the entire game. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Carolina, their defense has cracked a little bit the last couple of weeks. They're, they've given up 57 total to Philly and Dallas. A couple of offenses that I think are probably, I don't know, better than Minnesota. Dallas is for sure. You think Philly has a better offense than Minnesota? Not even close. You think Minnesota's got a better offense? Yeah, I mean they. they I don't think Hertz is very good. They seem to have more weapons. Well, he certainly wasn't last night. But Hertz is the garbage time master, so his stats at the end look decent because he had the two rushing touchdowns. Yeah, he had twelve completions against a banged up secondary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, even that, be that as it may, I'm still I can't get behind this Vikings team that's just really struggled offensively the last couple of weeks. Give me the Vikings or give me the Panthers right there. As far as the forty six goes. You know what? Under. Until they show until they show me they can score, I've got to play under. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Chargers and the Ravens. This one is coming from the Inner Harbor there in Baltimore. Ravens two and a half point favorites. Fifty one is the number. Scott Oddsmakers by setting this number about two and a half seem to think the Ravens and Chargers just about equal. You buy that? I think this line skewed in the wrong direction. I like the Chargers and the money line. I think they should arguably be favored in this game. Baltimore is very, very good at usually running the ball, which is also the case this year. But this year, they're also averaging over 300 passing yards per game. Now, the reason why that's important is because the Chargers are allowing 157.6 rushing yards per game. So I'm assuming Baltimore is the favorite because the oddsmakers are expecting Baltimore to just have a bunch of success on the ground. But... The Ravens are also allowing 315 passing yards per game. And Herbert's a lunatic. Give me the money line with the Chargers. Yeah, no. No. This is a you touched on it. This chart you got so close. This chart this Chargers rush defense. 5.6 yards a carry, Scott. That just I not- just don't like a Baltimore on a short week playing Monday night going back to face off against a really good Chargers team. I get that. I get that for sure. If it was a road they game, they would Wentz go for 400 plus passing yards. If it was a if it was a if it was a, 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 a road game, I'd worry a lot more about it. Just a reminder, by the way, Wentz had 404 passing yards in an overtime game. He did not touch the ball in overtime. That's right. That's right. So that was all regulation yep. stats. Baltimore had the ball first. Um, yeah, Chargers. I like, I like the over in that game, by the way. Chargers four and one against the against the number, just one and four to the over. That didn't scare you? Uh, no, they had eighty nine points last week against the Browns. I think that's an I think that's an outlier. Although it could be, but Baltimore should be able to run the ball because we talked about the defense. The thing about this both these teams is that they excel offensively, where the other team struggles defensively. So I like the over based on just the matchup because Baltimore should run it down their throats, right? And Herbert should have a field day. So I like the over. Yeah, I think you have to. I think I think uh, I think that number's probably pretty close, but I'm gonna I probably I'm gonna lean over. I think. Yeah, I think I think have the confidence could get to thirty. Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, possible. Hmm. Bengals at Lions. Oh God. Uh, <laughs> Will the Lions finally hold on to a late lead in the final minute? Man, that's just the first team ever to lose on fifty yard field goal, fifty plus yard field goals on two of them as uh, no time left on the clock. That's. Number one, that's some serious digging there on the part of Elias or whoever came up with that little nugget. And number two, it's what week five. horrible break. Yeah, it's, that's the other thing. It's it's like when they had seven no-hitters by the first of June. You're like, oh, this is going to be a special You're season. You're in a week six. You set an, a record in the first five weeks. Calm yeah. down. Yeah, 
that's that's just horrible break. So does it mean they're close? Does it mean they're snake bit? Does it mean this team is close to actually having a winning record? What where are we at with the Lions? I was going to use the term curse, but that would sum up the entire franchise over the last, I don't know, ex- existence. Yeah. But uh, I find this line really tough because I want to take Cincinnati. This line is trap written all over it. Mm-hmm. And Detroit has been hanging in there lately. They just haven't been able to close the door. The real question is, do I think Cincinnati can keep Burrow upright? Because they're a lot better, of course, when he's upright. Detroit's yes. pass, uh, pass rush, not great. No. I'll go to Cincinnati. Am I thrilled with it? No, but Mixon's healthier. I think that helps. Higgins is back in the lineup. You got Chase, who's still unbelievable. Give me Burrow winning this game by at least four. Yeah, the surprising part is that Detroit is actually running for more yards per game and averaging more per carry than Cincinnati is. You think with with Joe Mixon there that they would have the advantage as far as the run game goes. And, you know, Mixon's been banged up and hasn't worked out that way yet. But, you know, this is a Detroit team that's been close, Scott, but I've already used up my mojo by picking Jacksonville. I I don't think I have another one in me. I'm going to have to... uh, I'll take the Bengals here, man. I, I would certainly like this at three or less. I got to tell you that three and a half feels very, very bad. Can't believe you lost your mojo. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, I need to go get my groove back. Mm-hmm. All right. As far as the to- as far I heard, as the- I heard Stella once lost her Stella. Groove. As far as the total goes. Oh boy. Um, you know this Cincinnati team. They don't score a lot. They play pretty good defense. Yeah, defense isn't that bad. No, it's all right. Uh, I'm going to lean under here, Scott. I'm going to agree with you because looking at Detroit's defense, they've actually done a decent job of holding the likes of the Vikings and the Ravens in check. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is more of a bend but don't break defense where red zone-wise they're good, but they'll give up a decent amount of yards in the middle of the field and really just on the way for a full drive. But Bengals... Each of the last four have gone under. Lions, each of the last three have gone under. I'll take the under. Yep, yep, I'm with you there. All right, next game on the slate. It's going to be the Los Angeles Rams heading to the the Meadowlands. Take on the Giants. Rams, nine and a half point. Favorites, 48 and a half. Do you want to gamble, you want to gamble assuming Daniel Jones is playing? It seems like that's where the signs are trending. Daniel Jones is probable right now. So I'm going to say since he's been upgraded, he's been upgraded to probable. Peppers has been upgraded to probable, and so has Sterling Shepard and Mm -hmm. Cam Brown as well. So uh, And Kadarius Toney. So it looks like they're really getting a lot of folks back. They're not getting Kenny Galladay back, of course. Saquon Barkley gone for the season, et cetera. So is... Do you think Tony was actually going to be really, really good, or do you think that he was just a flash in the pan because the Giants had really no other receivers than Cowboys game? That would be interesting to find out. I think he – it looks like he may have some skills and, you know, not I just – I think he's good, but when you're missing a couple guys and Galladay barely gets any targets because he gets injured in the first quarter, right. you have nobody. Well, and the other thing is, is not only is he good at football, he's also got some pugilistic skills as well. Throwing a pretty good right hand, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Oh man, that's a lot of points, buddy. That is a that is a uh, as the kids say, that is a shit ton of points for the Rams to lay. Rams have weird little little glitchy games where they don't cover. They 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 win, but they just kind of sleepwalk through about a quarter or so. 
truth is, it's not even about the sleepwalking. It's about the fact that I still think Stafford has something somewhat seriously wrong with a finger or a wrist. Because he's getting a check down on the sideline almost every single drive of every week. Right. Have you notice that too? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I've got to... Uh... I got to go with the Giants, even though I don't think the Giants are a very good team. It's tough. It is. It is tough. Uh, the Rams looked very good against Seattle last week. And the Giants were a complete no-show against Dallas. Of course, they were down a lot of players right there. You know what? I'm going to hold my nose. I'm going to take the Rams. That's a, that's, a, that's a tough spot for me, but I'm going to take the Rams minus the uh, minus the nine and a half. And I like the under for the record. All right. I think four and eight and a half is too high. You know, I, I think the Rams could score 30, and I still don't feel great about the over. Yeah, I would. I'm going to look at more of a team total situation. I don't mm-hmm. have the only only team this. Now they scored 27 against New Orleans and 29 against Washington. Other than that, they've been 20 or less. Uh, yeah, I'm going to lean under there as well. Yeah. Okay, Cardinals and Browns. Browns three and a half point favorite in most spots. There is some threes out there, so keep your eye peeled. Depending on what you're looking for. Pretty big piece of news earlier today, Scott, as we found out that uh, Nick Chubb will not be uh, available for this game. It's going to be Kareem Hunt stepping up to RB1. Does that make Huge a difference? Huge line move. Went from three and a half to three and a half. Yep. Didn't budge at all. I was going to ask you, does that surprise you? Maybe a little, but Kareem Hunt's been so good that I feel like people will just assume, all right, you'll have to use the other running back one for a full workload this weekend. You poor thing. Uh, see, I just, but I like... I just don't... This team, yeah, they, well, this team, they, they put up 190 yards a game on the ground. I just don't think they can get there without Chubb. That's fair. I'm taking Cleveland, just because the weather's supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be about 20-mile-per-hour winds. So I do think Murray's going to struggle a little bit in an air raid with a bunch... A little bit too much air, if you catch my drift from the wind. Okay. Chicago's going to, I, I, so not Chicago. Cleveland's going to dominate up front. And this offense did score 42 points last week. So I like the current form. I mentioned the unranked team being favored against the ranked team in college all the time. You have a Browns team that's favored against an undefeated team by three. I'm going to lay the three with Cleveland. I was going to ask you if that, if that actually came into play, if that's the, uh, if you use your same strategy as the unranked team at home. Well, I'm sure if people were looking at the actual card, either on an actual grid or you're looking at a newspaper, and you see Arizona undefeated, I'm curious what the spread is, and you see Browns minus three and a half, that's going to be easily the shadiest line of the week, don't you think? I do. I do think that. You know, the thing that surprised me about this uh, Cardinals team they got COVID issues too, by the way, because Chandler Jones is most likely not going to play. Yeah, and I was I was going to say how well they've they've played on defense. They really they've get, they're giving up just 19 points a game. That's good for seventh in the NFL this season. That Browns offensive line though against a defensive line with no Chandler Jones, that's probably going to suck for Arizona. There's some road graders. There's some road graders. No question about it. But uh, you know we'll have to see because this is a uh, this is a Browns team that it's it's hard to run on. They they give up about 76 yards a game. On the ground, Arizona not good against the against the against the rush. They uh, surrender five and a half yards per carry, hundred and forty yards a game. I think Hunt goes for over a hundred. Hmm. 
I wonder what his I wonder if his total is like eighty eight and a half. I don't know if you want the rushing yards for the total or the all purpose because he can really just do everything with more snaps. Yeah, he's a great third down back as well. Um, having said that, you know what? I'm right. I'm ride or die with the Cardinals. Give me give me the Cardinals on the road plus the three and a half. I'll take that. I'll put you on the other side there. I I actually see a couple threes. I'll take the minus three. Okay. Yeah, there are some. There are definitely some threes out there. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm not changing it, so remind me. I'll, and I, I will remember that because I want the three and a half. Mm. Uh, as far as the total goes, 49 and a half. Expecting uh, that offense, I think this has been juiced because of the Browns' performance last week against the Chargers. Would you agree? I like the under anyway, yeah. just because I mentioned the wind. Mm-hmm. If it's 20 miles per hour and you think that Arizona, who's an indoor team, is going to struggle in... I don't want to say freezing environment in Cleveland, but it's definitely colder than Arizona. Let's put it that way. Yep. With the wind outdoors, I do think Arizona's offense will have some issues and Cleveland's going to want to control time possession. I'm going with the under. There are charts out there available, and it's, it's really interesting. It shows you for every like two miles an hour increase in, in wind velocity, the percentage of games that hit under the total. And it's 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 just like that, you know, starting at – 10 miles an hour is really where it matters and it going going up exponentially. So a 10 mile an hour breeze or 20 mile an hour breeze on game day is something to certainly uh, keep an eye on. Um, I'm just looking at the uh, seeing what we've got here. So yeah, you're gonna have you're gonna have 54 mile you're gonna have 50, 54 degrees, uh, maybe 60 by game time in that neighborhood. 20 mile an hour winds out of the west northwest. That's not gonna be good. Yeah, you got to play the under there. Yep, I agree. Raiders at Mile High or Invesco, whatever the hell that is. There, it's not Invesco. What is it? You know, uh, Mile High at something. M and T or something weird. Yeah, whatever. The Raiders, the Broncos, Broncos minus four, forty three and a half is the number. Scott, remember back when these teams were undefeated, sitting atop the uh, AFC West. Good times. Yeah, God, that was so that was so long ago. John Gruden was still a respected member of the coaching fraternity. So you know it's been a he while. He was still in the ring of honor for Tampa. He was still in... <laughs> get the crane. Get the crane. Broncos four point favorites, forty three and a half is the total. There might be some three and a halfs if you look hard out there. And it might behoove you because I want no part of this Raiders team right now. So for this one, I see a four and a half available. And I know the Raiders have a big distraction with Gruden. I know the team isn't playing that well, but I'm going to hold my nose and take the points. Okay. It's mostly just because Denver has defeated a couple of teams that stink. Yeah. Beat the Jets, beat the Giants, beat the Jaguars. Tomato cans. That's it. Now, Tamp, I'm going to say that if you want to just look at um, Vegas, this team isn't amazing offensively. But I do think that when it's rolling, it it's definitely above average. I think it's a pretty good unit. But Denver, with Bridgewater and company, they really just don't wow you much. And I do think the Raiders will score enough to hang in with a Denver offense, which I don't really think is very good. You? Yeah, I'm the on the other side. I, I'm worried. But about... you understand where I'm coming from. It's a low total anyway. If I'm doubting Bridgewater's ability to actually generate long drives. Yeah then I kind of have to like the Raiders, don't I? Sure. But I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. That's one way to that's one way to go about it. I just don't I don't think the Raiders contribute much. They just this okay. this I run, like the under in this game anyway. The running game, the running game for for Vegas is just horrific. 
just well, it's because Jacobs you assume is going to be injured by week two. And I'm not sure how much of a difference maker he is. Well, compared to the backups, I think he definitely helps. Well, I mean, uh, I mean that's. I mean, you signed Kenyon Drake. He's been a complete non-factor. Uh, that's true, but um, who's, who's the other cat that, of course, got hurt? They had, uh, Peyton Barber, who had a hundred something. Right, right, and then he's hurt. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't see. I just don't see the Raiders being able to sustain any kind of a drive at all. I do like your under. I think that's a good play, but I think it's because the Raiders likely put up fourteen or less. I'll take. Uh, I'll take. I'll take Denver in this spot. I think. I'm going to go 2017. I think you'll see a decent amount of field goals in this one. Yeah, that's that's probably true too. Uh, what's the weather in Denver? Any idea? Uh, let me check. Uh, high altitude. It's going to be it's going to be a mile high, man. Mm-hmm. I heard that. How about can I interest you in? Oh uh, yeah, no no way. It's going to be 66 and sunny. It's a perfect Colorado day. Nice. Oh, excuse me, that's Saturday. Let me let him make sure. Oh, no, I take it back. Well, yeah, still going to be, yeah, about seven, about 70 degrees and sunny. It's going to be. So just to make sure I take it back, no, yeah, so the weather's fine. Well, I had it on, I looked at Saturday by mistake, but Sunday was pretty much the same thing, so. By the way, it's M-Power Field at Mile High. M-Power, it's right. It's not, and it's, it's like initial M? No, it's E-M. It's M-Power, not M-Power. Yeah. Okay. No. EM power. Okay. Well, that's stupid. Yeah. Well, of course, the Chiefs are no better. They're, they're G-E-H-A. They're Geeha uh, field at Arrowhead Stadium. So It's got to be an acronym of some kind. <clears throat> Government Employees Health Assurance. Nice. There you go. Cool. I don't yeah. know if you just made that up out of your ass or not. I, I did not. No, they're they're literally like three blocks from my house. Is okay. I'd never heard of them until they moved to my apartment. I'm like, what the hell is Geeha? And, and, mm-hmm. yeah. They've been on fire since then. Cowboys heading to New England, Scott, to take on the Patriots there. Uh, Cowboys, three-and-a-half-point road favorites. A lot of road dogs this week, or at least a few. Fifteen-and-a-half is your total right there. How do you see this one shaking out? Historically speaking, the Cowboys are terrible whenever traveling to Foxborough. However, we would agree that ever since Brady left the Patriots, you can basically throw every trend you have out the window. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah. Any any New England any New England trend that you have, any matchup trend over the last twenty years, you can pretty much toss it out the window. Correct. Cowboys haven't won a game in Foxborough in twenties. Who yeah, Brady's Don't not care. the quarterback anymore. It it doesn't matter. Right. So I do acknowledge the weather. It potentially is going to rain, which would help out New England like it did against Tampa. It's like it's gonna be perfect, buddy. But yeah, it seems like originally there were some forecasts of rain. It seems like that kind of passed. So it's gonna, it, yeah, it's gonna, fine. it's gonna, it's gonna end earlier than they thought because should be over, should be over by sunrise. Either way, I'll take the Cowboys. Okay. The team's playing really well. I think defensively they're good enough to limit Mac Jones, and I think offensively, New England got torched by Davis Mills. Yeah, I'm not gonna forget about that. You know, we're not gonna make believe like that didn't happen. I like. I, I can right. I mean, no. the secondary looked shot last week. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you on Dallas as well. Again, I have to play the under. I think this Dallas defense has played pretty well. It's going to be a windy day there. Wind in the mid teens. I have to like the under anyway because if New England wants to win this game, they need to keep the Cowboys' offense off the field. Not going to be. They need to run the ball. Not going to be a shootout there, Scotty. If it is, they're going to lose. No, absolutely. It's. I think this game is quite possible. It's, I think it's over by the third quarter. They send people back to their cars early. 
Oh, that's not a bad. Uh, you going for a Boston accent yeah, or a Mark Wahlberg accent? Well, either way. Either I know way. it's either way, but I wasn't sure if you're going for a specific accent. No, nah, just your, just your gen- generic uh, Southie. Just your generic you Southie. Yeah, exactly. You- exactly, Scott. Yeah. All right. Oh, my favorite. I'll keep it for one more. It's the Seahawks. My boy's wicked smart. <laughs> wicked smart. The Seahawks headed to Steelers head of, in the Pittsburgh, Scott. Steelers minus five. What? 43 is your number. Boy, almost like somebody must be missing for the Seahawks. Scott, can you explain this line to me? What the hell? I know. I can't believe the line moved that much for Chris Carson. (laughs) Who's also out for this game, by the way. God. So, wait a minute. Uh, let Let me recap. So, the Seahawks can't run, and they can't throw. I also heard Metcalf's banged up. Okay. Well, that should go well. Is that true? I did hear that. Did you hear it from a reputable source or just Twitter? Uh, no, I did hear that. He is questionable, the foot injury. Okay. Well, that sounds great. So, Steelers then? <laughs> I, I don't have a choice, right? I don't have a choice. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what I actually like about Seattle. And the only thing I like is that Geno Smith looked good for a drive. That's <laughs> it. You, you look at what we talked about going into the season with Seattle. And I said straight up that Seattle's gotten complacent for the last couple of years where Pete Carroll in the front office rely on Russell Wilson to do Russell Wilson things in order to carry this team to the playoffs. Without Wilson, you look at the overall roster, the offensive line's not great. The running backs are banged up. Uh, now, of course, the quarterback plays in question. And the defense, you paid Jamal Adams all that money. You traded all those picks. The defense isn't very good. So I'm not sure what Seattle does well at this point in time. Pittsburgh, I think, is going to force Geno Smith into a lot of problems, especially in Hines. I think he's going to struggle. Yeah. I'm taking Pittsburgh minus five. How do you like them apples? Got no choice. I got I, I got I got I got no choice. Now if Seattle covers in the end, I'm assuming Big Ben throws one to two stupid interceptions. Yes, I think that that's certainly possible as well. Yeah, Scott. Seattle doesn't even have a pass rush. Besides Dunlap, and is their best pass rusher arguably Jamal Adams? Yes, yeah, he led nobody. Yeah, he he. I think is last time I checked, he led the team in sacks. Could be. I don't know. All right. Um. Yeah, I've got to I've, I've got to play the Steelers. I just, I got to play the under. Yeah. Oh yeah, with a a windy Hines and no offensive weapons to speak of for Seattle. Uh, Gino Big Ben battle. Yeah. Extravaganza. Yeah, that's what you've been looking for. There's yep. a there's a reason nobody's spoken the words Geno Smith in about five years. He has been even better. It's MIA. the night game. Can we flex night games in week six? We cannot. That's a damn shame. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, this could be this could be one of your uglier games. I'll remember uh, to watch something else. Fair enough. All right. So we both got Seattle. We both got the Steelers minus five and under forty three. A lot of agreement out there today. A little bit. Also, a lot of unders. But also, a lot, of, a lot of, of yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a front that's pretty much laying in from the Mississippi East. So that's one it's, thing to keep in mind, by the way. If you're going to handicap games, you gotta not only factor in the teams that are playing. Yep. You got to keep in mind the weather. Yep. Because if you end up betting on a total, and for example, it snows, and you wonder why the hell a line dropped about three to four points. Yep. It's because of the weather. It takes two seconds to research. 
Just look up the weather forecast. Right, and be aware of the wind. Everybody thinks it's yep. rain and snow. That's your big... And, and those things make a difference, but the biggest factor is the wind. So just because you go, well, it's going to be clear everywhere, no wind, no, I mean, no rain, no no snow this weekend, the weather's fine, don't be so sure. you got to absolutely double-check the weather there before you make your plays, especially on totals. So on totals or if you're counting on a team to be able to throw the ball to uh, win your bet for you. All right, buddy. Well, that just leaves us... Uh, one more opportunity here to uh, get down, as the kids say, on the uh, our best play. And who is it? I believe it is me. Okay. All right. I don't know if you have a sound effect or we only use that for college. Oh, no, we'll do it. You ready? Here we go. Get ready for our 5,000-star whale play. Fade the public sharks one million unit lock of the century. Nice. All right, buddy. Go ahead. So for this one, I am taking a play that the public's all over, and I really have to agree. It's the Chiefs and the Washington football team. I'm taking the over. Okay. Lines at 54. Mostly 54 and a half, but I found a 54 at minus 110 on DraftKings. The Chiefs are allowing 32.6 points per game. They're allowing the most yards per play in the history of the sport. Washington is allowing 31 points per game. This team was supposed to have a good defense. It does not. It has one of the worst in the league. And I'm looking at this Kansas City team. I know Hill's a bit banged up, but I do think he's going to end up playing. Just personal hunch. But the Chiefs are in a situation where the defense is useless, but the offense is great. And Heineke's been pretty good. That defense, though, is a mess. But you're just going through the actual games here. They gave up 30 points to Philly. Yes. And Philly offensively proved again yesterday when they couldn't exploit a Tampa defense, a Tampa secondary, I should say. You cannot give up 30 points to Philly there. 397, 397 to Hertz in the air. Kansas City in that game had, I believe it was seven drives or six drives. Uh, they had seven drives. They had a six touchdowns and an interception. You think Washington's going to force many punts in this game? I don't see. I I, I don't see our long-haired hippie punter getting much action. Do you think Kansas City forces many punts? I think they'll force maybe a couple, but I think Washington could end up scoring at least twenty-four, no, twenty-seven it, in this game. And we've talked. We've talked about how Heineke is like sneaky good. That we he's fine. He's mobile. He can move around. And yep. Kansas City with Jones being banged up might have less than a zero pass rush. So. Yep. I see a lot of points here. I'm kind of viewing it like the Eagles game against the Chiefs a couple weeks ago. Yep. Give me the over. There's a chance Kansas City might score 40, so I got to take the over. Okay. That's solid. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take the game that we talked about last. That's going to be that Seattle-Pittsburgh. I'm going to play a total as well. And, Scott, I'm going to play the under. You got a windy night game at Heinz Field with a Seattle offense that has almost zero weapons and still – very good Pittsburgh Steelers unit, although not as good as years past. Plenty. Imagine if Metcalf doesn't play, by the way. Yeah, that's it. It could be ugly. Uh, this if if Metcalf doesn't play, this could be a Seattle team that scores less than fourteen. Yeah. So I like the uh, I like the under forty three. Doesn't scare me. I'm an old I'm an old man, Scott. I remember a lot of forty threes and forty fours. Ain't afraid to play them. Give me the under forty three in this one. All right, there you go. That's our that's our every game on the board show for this week, week six in the NFL, and our very best plays. So if you guys uh, 
have your best plays, don't forget to tweet it at us. Uh, don't uh, You can get me at, at Steenroller, S-T-E-E-H-N-R-O-L-L-E-R, and you can find Mr. Reichel at Reichel Radio. That's R-E-I-C-H-E-L-R-A-D-I-O, Reichel Radio. Hit us up on Twitter. We love to interact with our fans. And as far as this show goes, it's over. Thanks very much for checking us out for myself and for Scott. You guys uh, have a great weekend. Good luck on all of your plays. And uh, yeah, come back and check us out. We'll see you Monday on Winners and Winers Radio. Take care, everybody.